0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the phenomenal podcast experience. It has been many moons. Me and uh, my co-host here, Dylan Shine, say what up, Dylan? What up? What up? We took a we took a long break. It's been the last episode was what November. <laughs> Our first episode ever was the Apple event of last year. The just the to preview. put into context, right? Yes. Right. And now we're back, basically a year later. And you probably saw the title of this episode. It is an Apple event preview. I don't want to go into too much detail about why we were away for so long, but (laughs) um, basically we're pretty busy, um, and it's not as easy as you think nailing down a guest once a week and then buckling down and recording a podcast, like if one of us is busy, um, but I've been uh, hounding Dylan for quite some time, and it's kind of like an homage to the first episode, right? That's, That's how we kind of started, so... In this episode, we're going to do a deep dive on the Apple event. Yes, it will be irrelevant in exactly one week because the Apple event is in one week from today. It's currently 1217 in the afternoon in New York City, and we're downstairs in 368. And to kick things off, Dylan, uh, what kind of phone do you have these
1: days? So I have the original iPhone X. Okay. And I'm a part of the consumers that buy a phone probably every other year mm-hmm. i think the s line as much as you get performance upgrades from the hardware for me isn't the biggest selling point and every other year you find different chassis and more uh, unique features that are going to be delivered agreed and then
0: your laptop we also we have the same laptop which yeah. is kind of funny
1: yeah so i'm also of the you know i didn't i feel that apple to some capacity, drop the ball a little bit on the, when they revamped the chassis of the latest version of the MacBook Pro with the Touch Bar. F- the Touch Bar, and for me, it's more so just the keyboard. Yeah. The butterfly switches have yeah. had have been known to have many problems, and now there's that recall or the, the well, they've been doing not, not recall. a recall, but they're essentially going to be servicing the devices mm-hmm. for you know, I believe for free, um, which is crazy it's because a huge they've, they've acknowledged that you know the the implementation for it was just inadequate, yeah. and hopefully not only with the phones coming out, there's also going to be a revamp to the MacBook Pro. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as you had mentioned, we both sport 2015 MacBook Pros, which I think, you know, if you're in the market for buying a computer right now, still have really great value if you're needing a computer and don't want to wait for the new ones to come out in September.
0: And also it has ports. There's HDMI, USB-A. It has MagSafe. There's a SD card reader in here. Like, it's kind of crazy that Apple's like, oh, you want a pro laptop? Here's four USB-C ports. Oh, you need dongles for literally everything you do?
1: Yeah, it's like Apple Apple like kind of came out and was like, we want to be so innovative and push the industry to USB-C. But the problem is, is that like the industry is not as quick to catch up.
0: Although they did get rid of the disk drive, right? Yes, that was a while ago. Though. Right. That was like 2011. Still 12. salty about the headphone jack on the iPhones. Yeah. But, okay. So... All of the sourcing for this podcast episode is coming from Bloomberg, specifically Mark Gurman. Now, just to give you, the listener, some context, Mark Gurman is a reporter that works at Bloomberg who was previously at 9to5Mac. I have known Mark for, I think, I, I think we started talking to each other back in 2010 or 11 when I was at Engadget, and he was like a 17-year-old reporter kid at 9to5Mac, and I think in the last, what, two or three years, maybe it's been even longer, Bloomberg scooped him up, and he gets insanely good uh, exclusive information because he has really good sources. So um, this article is called Apple Ready's Camera-Focused Pro iPhones, New iPads, Larger MacBook Pro. And we are just going to go through all the bullet points here Uh, Shout out to Mark Gurman and Debbie Wu for this article because it lays it out so well. Um, All right, so let's just kind of get into it. This rumor for the new iPhones has been, specifically for this model, has been, I feel like for months now, the triple camera system is going to be the marquee feature of this new iPhone. And if you're listening to this and you're like, should I get the new iPhone? I have people ask me this question all the time. Should I get the new iPhone? Should I get the new iPhone? I ask them two questions in return. It's, do you currently have an iPhone, right? Do you want your next phone to be an iPhone? And if you answered yes to both of those questions and you can afford the new iPhone, then just get the new iPhone. I think it's funny you just saying if you can afford it because
1: I'm very interested to see what the price points of these new yeah. devices are going to yeah. be. Yeah,
0: because now they're, the the XR is 750. dollars the 10s is like what, what 9.99? I think it starts at. But I feel like most people nowadays, and we're already veering off. I feel like most <laughs> people nowadays, they lease the phone, they rent the phone, they Apple upgrade program. Apple right? upgrade program. The, this the the day gone are the days of the carrier subsidy where you would spend 1.99, you get the device, yeah. and then you're locked in for two years on a contract. Most cellular carriers, at least here in the U.S., you can go month to month and you pay i feel like the the best value you'd get is from the Apple upgrade program where it's like 47 something dollars a month you get Apple care and then you trade in the device it just sucks right. that you don't get to own it at the end with the subsidies from you the carrier you can pay
1: out your you can essentially you're taking a loan on the phone and you right. have the opportunity you can. to you, pay out yeah. but usually it's not in your interest but i think like from apple's perspective just talking about the buyback program yeah. it's like great because you have this it's great for Apple because it has the user field committed to reusing their
0: types of devices. Um, right. And they also recycle them from what I understand. Yeah. So, okay, let's just get into it. So Apple is planning to launch three new iPhones that has done as it has done each year since 2017 pro iPhone models to succeed the iPhone 10 S and iPhone 10S max, as well as the successor to the 10 R. So what, what, from what I understand, I've, I've read this a couple of times already Apple is going to take the 10R, and they're going to call it the iPhone 11. Then they're going to take and add a second camera to the 10R. Geez, this is gonna be so confusing. They're gonna add a second camera to the 10R and call it the 11. Then they're gonna take the 10S and 10S Max and add a third camera and call them iPhone 11 Pro and iPhone 11 Pro Max. Personally, I think they should just get rid of all of those numbers and all, just call it the iPhone. Like that's that's it. Yeah, what and size? Market, iPhone. Yeah. yeah, but whatever. Okay. Um, And this third camera, the kind of big deal with this third camera is it's going to have a wide angle lens. So the current iPhones have a what I call like a normal lens, which is like a 35 millimeter equivalent, and then a zoom lens, which is like a 50 something millimeter equivalent. So you tap it, you get the 2x zoom and you get to zoom in, but there's no zoom out. You can do a moment lens, which I use. There's, you know, adapters and accessories for phones. But a lot of other smartphone manufacturers, Samsung, Huawei, OnePlus, all of these companies are doing wide angle lenses in these phones. And I think the benefit is gives you a whole new perspective, right? When you pull out your phone, you now have the option to get three different Uh, kind of fields of view with your phone. I still, if I don't have my moment lens on me, I feel like I'm always too close to my subject. Sometimes you want to just capture something like super wide. So that's like the kind of like new thing. Oh, iPhone 11 pro has the triple camera system. Yeah, I I think Apple for the most part is really acknowledging that
1: their users are starting, you know, when they prefix or suffix pro to their device, they're really acknowledging that the majority of their users are actually you know using their iPhones to you
0: know to create content and so so, so before we get any deeper, do you think that Apple is warranted by adding that suffix because like what does it mean pro I don't know like I feel like, you know, when when phones were at first, like every (laughs)
1: phone was like the pro phone. Nobody had, no consumers had phones. It was all business oriented. So when I think of pro, I think of professional. So MacBook Pro, I'm thinking of people who are either software engineers or video editors or something that would require the hardware in order to produce that type of content fair so for pro i could imagine that they're going to try to play it into the fact that you can legitimately use your iphone and it's going to be able to take the type of quality pictures that you could from like a dslr exactly
0: okay so that means that and i think we'll we'll probably see a lot of this next week at the event and by the way we will do a podcast uh, a post-mortem episode after the event as a recap so stay tuned for that um I think next week we'll see a lot of kind of camera tricks, right, because if you're capturing wide, regular, and zoom with video or photo, you can have super high resolution photos. You can also maybe even change the focus after you've taken a photo. I think it's in this report somewhere. Um, Yeah, the high-end handsets will have significantly upgraded video recording capabilities, getting them closer to professional video cameras. Apple has developed a feature that allow users to retouch, apply effects, alter colors, reframe, and crop video as it's being recorded live on the device. We have none of that as it stands right now. Also, I sincerely hope that you can change the resolution of your video recording from inside the camera app. Currently as it stands, you need to go into settings, photo and video, and then change the resolution. If you wanna switch off of like from 4K 24 to 4K 30 or 60, it should just be inside the camera software, but that's a different story. So wider field of view for this camera. Um, I would imagine that, I would hope that all of them are optically stabilized, meaning that like if your hands are jittery, it will still capture a sharp photo and i also would imagine that it's now time for apple to introduce some sort of like night shooting mode cuz on the pixel there's night sight and on other smartphone manufacturers they specify a type of shooting setting that is meant for night currently none of that exists on the iphone it's like You have slow-mo, time-lapse, video, that kind of thing. I think Apple as a whole is a... Because Night Sight, for the most part, is like a software feature of the phone. Correct, correct. And so
1: when you think of... Think of like an Android device and Mm -hmm. all the different various software features that they provide. And then think of... When you when you watch WWDC or other Apple events, like how long it kind of takes Apple to come and like, wow, finally we're implementing the software feature that
0: has been on Android. But well, that's that's Apple, right? They exactly. always wait for other people to do it first. It's like a pr- it's like they let the market prove itself, yes. and then they and use then they go their and do it the best, right? Exactly. And we invented this and whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess that's kind of it. We don't know that much. Um, the protrusion is going to be. Yeah. A little, what do you think I, of the aesthetics of I'm, the I'm holding testing. I'm holding my 10s in here and. I remember when the 10 was rumored and people were like, oh, that double camera system is so weird. It's such a protrusion. The camera bump, blah, blah. No one cares about that anymore. Obviously, it looks very alien. We're not used to it yet. But it's obviously it's a it's a step in a new direction for Apple, but I'm going to reserve my thoughts and feelings and opinions until I hold the thing in my hand and I like and to see what they do and, and take up. some photos. Right. but Like in terms of like, I don't know that people actually care what their phone looks like. Like maybe you care about the color of your house or like what TV you have or the color of your upholstery. Your like, car, or whatever uh, maybe. I don't know I your car. The aesthetics yeah, but, like, of your phone uh, are not a high priority uh, thing. It's not, know, a, like, it's not much of a fashion statement. No, and especially the camera module. Like, yeah, I pick the, the, you know, I have the white iPhone XS. Like, do I care how big the camera module is? No, it's probably going to take some kick-ass photos. Yeah. So, aside, aside from that, um, just going to put it out there as a huge maybe. Uh, I think we might get 4K 120 this year from Apple. It's possible. We'll see. Right now, you can only go up to 4K 60, but uh, 4K slow-mo would be freaking sick. I, again, I hope they put OIS in all three cameras. Um, and then it's still up in the air whether or not, like, if you look on the back of the phone, you see how it has that black? It's like a separate mm-hmm. unit. There was a rumor that it was going to be the same color as the glass and only the lenses would be black. Or is the whole, excuse me, module going to be black black? I don't know. We'll see. Um, In addition to the cameras, the phone apparently, from what I understood, is going to have ever so slightly smaller uh, notch, which is going to be negligible, and they're going to do a new material on these phones. So let me just find it here. Something about a matte finish. Let me see yeah the high-end phones look nearly identical same sizes all that stuff so uh it's 5.7 or 5.8 yeah it's 5.8 and six and a half inch for the displays i believe someone is probably going to correct me that i'm wrong but well, that's off the top of my head um at least some colors on the back will have a matte finish versus the existing glossy look the new models should hold up better when they're dropped due to new shatter resistance technology I don't really buy into that that much. If you drop a piece of glass in the air, especially a double-sided it's the- pancake, it's going to break. But I'm excited to see what they do for the finish of the device because, man, this thing is pretty slippery. Like, the glass gets super fingerprinty. I feel like, I don't know, I-, I I would like to see Apple do a new material on the back of the phone, and I think this year uh, we will finally get it. Being omitted from these new devices is... 3d touch
1: yeah they're, they're going
0: for haptic touch what are your thoughts because i have thoughts on 3d touch uh like
1: as a personally as a user yeah it's not a make or break you know whether they wh- whatever they d- decide to do in terms of you know kind of fulfilling those that feature set yeah i'm very indifferent yeah do you find yourself pushing hard into your phone ever? I, I avoid it. And, you know, honestly, as a developer, too, I find myself not even implementing those types of functionalities. It's just not an ask from the majority the of the peak
0: and the pop. And like sometimes it's confusing and where it really throws people off, I've found. And I, I think like like Apple is doing this. Apple is omitting this because so many people are confused by what 3D touch is. Where it gets people the most is uh, moving or deleting apps. You press and hold, and it's like, I'm 3D touching it. It's bringing up a menu. (laughs) And, like, I don't know. Some people, like, if you go on the Apple forums or, like, my brother, Johnny, there's some people that have specific uses for 3D touch. It helps sometimes. Like, maybe you want to zoom into a website or something. Like, you push into a photo, and it opens up. It's great for previewing. I think that's the whole. but I think. Not enough people understand it, and it's it's kind of difficult to use if you don't know how to do it. And the UX this, is very... It, 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 uh, yes, iffy. that's a, a good way of saying it. For an so, average user who's not going to be 3D touching everything. So every so way. what it's going to change into is a long press. So right now, 3D touch in these devices, it has a pressure-sensitive screen. So you can push in like you're pushing down, and it detects the the level of depth that you're pushing. In the next iPhone, you'll just press and hold on the screen and you'll get those same contextual menus. I personally, I agree with Apple's decision here. It's confusing. Not many people use it. And, like, even you as an app developer, like, eh. Yeah, it's just not high priority in terms of, like, you know a, u- a user experience for operating system i agree and, i agree it's cool maybe to hide some easter eggs or something like yeah. that but okay moving on i think one of my favorite features yep. honestly yep. being an airpod user is the oh. fact that we're going to be able to share
1: share and charge power off of the back of the iPhone. okay so all right similar so we'll skip the, around here a little bit similar to you know samsung is offering on some of their devices the ability to reverse, reverse wireless power. charging yes. yeah
0: I, I think it'll be really nice in the once a month situation that I find myself in where it's like your AirPods case is dead and you're like, crap, I need a juice. You just turn your iPhone over, place the AirPods case, granted you, if you have the wireless one, and whatever, you leave it there for five, ten minutes, and boom, you know, you you can go about your day. That I feel like uh that feature, Dylan, I feel warrants the pro name. I feel like for for the rest of this podcast, each new feature <laughs> we should talk about does it warrant the pro. Uh does it warrant the pro name okay so new cameras new, new cameras where i
1: think pro essentially like okay. stems from sure being able to charge you know accessories off the back of your phone is very versatile and i definitely
0: think i think like, it's in cool the right, too it's going in the right now direction. now do they open that up to reverse charging other iphones as well do they reserve it to iphone 11s only what do you just, think just from like how apple usually goes about but, it i think it would just start because
1: I understand that, like for instance, my iPhone X as has, has the ability to wireless charge. Yep. However, I could only imagine, just given the fact that Apple, you know, f- Sidecar, for instance, and the other like What is Sidecar. Uh, so, well, Sidecar is for uh, be able to um, use your iPad as an external, as a wireless external display, and that's an device. iOS
0: 13 thing, right? That's not well. It's it's a Mac OS uh, uh, Catalina thing. Uh, yes. Okay. But
1: the fact is, is that they kind of guard, you know, the the use of those things based on like the operating system version. And so I would imagine they would only allow iOS
0: uh, 13 like devices. I see. I would, I would argue push back and say, they'll only let you do it. If you obviously if you have wireless charging, like I think wireless charging was introduced with the iPhone eight, I believe. And maybe, or maybe, yeah, maybe it'll be like, the A thirteen devices only that you can reverse wireless. I don't know. Charge yeah, with. I don't. I don't know Maybe, all that goes into it. In but if they of, if they build it with the Qi standard, then you should be able to wirelessly charge any device with the back of it. It'll be interesting to see how they restrict I, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Like the efficiency of it, though, right? Oh, it's going to be
1: garbage. But that's the thing is that they might not want to do it for other device. Like they might say AirPods are fine. AirPods are very super low, better, small. So yeah. because you might lose like a ton of just power transfer efficiency by going from phone to phone. Yep. And I don't know, personally, I haven't really tested on a Samsung device. I don't really Me use Samsung devices that often, but I would like to, if somebody knows out there how efficient it is transferring from one phone to the other, and what does the You're source You're saying phone if someone
0: out like? there has a S10 and they reverse wireless charge another phone. Yeah. What does your battery look like? Oh man, I think it's. I think it's like if you really give somebody twenty percent. Oh, what does that like? do to your? Oh, I'm interesting. Like, like if you're power siphoning power gas from someone gas. else, What's what the happens? Power exchange efficiency. Okay. Tweet us. Um, okay. Moving on with new features. The phones will include. Okay. Just FYI, this the 11, the XR is like again the budget phone, which is only getting the two camera system. I think that Apple's reserving all of the, you know, kind of like pro features for the pro phones. So it's hard to tell like what the 11 or the XRS, if you will, is going to get in, you know, in comparison to the 11 pro and 11 pro max, but okay. The new phones will include a new multi-angle face ID sensor that captures a wider field of view so that users can unlock the handsets more easily, even when devices are flat on the table. Honestly. Amazing upgrade because the current face recognition is, is garbage. It's, it's bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really do feel bad saying this, but face ID is is bad. It is not good. It is slow. It works half of the time. I feel like I have to retrain it every couple of months. Now, the reason why, and I, I, could, I could really rage here or start <laughs> crying because I feel so strongly <laughs> about this, The reason why it upsets me so much is because Touch ID was as close to perfect as humanly possible. Touch ID with the button, and I remember they added a setting where you would you because it was unlocking so fast, where you needed to push the button. There, there was like some nuance, and if you're like a real iOS nerd, you remember this. But case in point, if you have an iPhone with a home button and Touch ID Gen 2, like an iPhone 7 or an iPhone 8 it is still faster and more efficient than using Face ID. There are so many cases for me, in particular, that I find that I can't unlock the device and I'm waiting for it to do the thing Then I tap on the screen, enter yeah, my swipe password. swipe up, and uh, password. It's yeah. so annoying. I think that next year, the, and a lot of people will disagree. A lot of people say Face ID works perfectly for them and that's great, I'm glad for you. But the fact that Apple took away Touch ID, something that works so well in favor of something that is subpar, It's just, it it sucks. I think that in the next iPhone, 2020 iPhone, they'll put that in the display. I have a OnePlus 7 Pro. There's other devices that have a fingerprint reader in the display. It's fast. It works. I think it's only a matter of time. And I bet Apple will leapfrog everyone and have it anywhere. Because right now there's like an optical sensor. There's a specific optical sensor. Sorry, I'm just getting a message here. Um, I can't respond to this right now. (laughs) uh, there's an optical sensor. Sorry for the listeners. There's an optical sensor inside the phone that literally takes a picture of your fingerprint, and that's how that works. I think Apple, pretty sure they have the patents for this already, but we'll do an all-display one. Okay. So hopefully, and they, and they said from the 10 to the 10S, Face ID got faster. I don't believe N- uh, it. Nah. I'm sorry. Just hard nah for me. So we'll see what they do. Uh, for Face ID. I will absolutely be testing that when I get the new device. Apple has dramatically enhanced water resistance yeah. for the new models, which allow them to be submerged underwater for longer than a 30 minute rating on current iPhones. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll hedge my bets and say that on stage we will see some sort of diving you know sharks or some Devo. underwater pro you know uh, like iPhone Pro super water resistant something like that well they'll they'll show it off in a situation like that I think it's great. I yeah, it's love great that. It's great
1: insurance for the user knowing that. Right. You God get pushed forbid they in drop pool. in a toilet or yeah. push in a pool yep. and it's, it's not the end of the world. Right.
0: Right. And not as only the end of the world, like, you can go and record underwater, oh, yeah. which is so sick.
1: I always found it interesting. I remember uh, d- during the Apple Watch demo, how they, yep. like, they use the speakers in order to get the water out in- of and the for phone. For the watch. Yeah. That little it's weird great. noise. I, yeah. I just think those types of innovations that, that are on these devices really, like... The, to some degree these companies are really pushing the envelope and making sure that these devices are very equipped to handle in this case. Extreme like situations. Water yep. I agree.
0: Um, okay, so updated OLED screens lack the pressure sensitive. Yep, we told that. They're replacing it with haptic touch, which essentially mirrors 3D touch's functionality with a long press. So yeah, if you have a 10R right now, there's no 3D touch. So they're already starting to phase out. iPhones, 10R successor will gain a second camera. Yep. Um, also adding Excuse me, a green version to the 10R. So I don't think it's going to be like a lime green. I think it'll be more of like a forest, like kind of darker green. Um, that'll be cool to see. Um, obviously, the new A13 processors. Now, Dylan, maybe you can speak uh, more about this than I can. But I go on, uh, you know, developer Twitter a lot, and there's this constant battle of, you know, iOS versus Android. But from what I understand. Apple has a very special place in the market with their processors. Well, I think for the most part, Apple has just become so
1: large. and has has tried to get away from being reliant on microprocessor, right? And so, but they, what I'm
0: saying is, their processors kick ass.
1: No, they're good. Like they, you know, I, I believe they're ARM spec processors. I like. It. So I think that Apple is using the money that they've accumulated (laughs) (laughs) in order to become less reliant and potentially more performant um for their specific devices right because if you go you know if you're like let's say building a computer and you go and buy an intel chip you're not going to be able to configure that intel chip to run as performant on your specific device as you would if you were to kind of build your own chip similar similar to what we saw for tesla for their self-driving chip that they that they created like you know these companies are starting to take it upon themselves to build these chips to mm-hmm. suit their specific needs. Well, I Apple think, has been building the chips. Yeah, they've been building the chips for, you know, three, four years now. I think the introduction, I believe, which iPhone was it when they first introduced? I was think it the it A11 was, chip? Yeah, or something like that. But, um, like, it's a, it's a great chip. Like, if you're an iPod Pro user right now for the latest edition, I just purchased one last year. It's, it's like, blazing. It's an amazing fast chip. Yep. Um, so, like... God knows what the performance increase is gonna be for this year's mm-hmm. chip. I'm really looking forward to looking at that. However, it's just knowing that, you know, your device is gonna be able to process
0: all of the new camera stuff, a, exactly. all the AR stuff. So interestingly here, uh, so all the new iPhones will have the faster A13 processors. There's a new component in the chip known internally as the AMX or Matrix coprocessor to handle some math heavy tasks. So the main chip doesn't have to. That may help with computer vision and augmented reality, which Apple is pushing as a core feature of its mobile devices. Yeah. So, um, I think they're preparing it. We could get into it later, but yeah. they're preparing these devices the from
1: a from just a com- like a computational standpoint in order to handle you know, whatever's going to be coming. we'll, the we'll, we'll get tenure. to
0: that. I, I think at the end that, is, that has me like, I've been every year just continuing to champion Apple. Like next year, it's going to be the best next year. I really feel like 2020 is going to be our year. It's, it's really going to be okay. Uh, no USB-C on the new iPhones. Apparently damn shame. I wish they would have done it this year. Obviously no headphone jack that g- goes without saying, but I think this is the last year that we're going to do Lightning. Yeah, it seems um, odd that they, they they just went super gung-ho for the for, iPad. Yeah. The iPad and they just And still, all the MacBooks yeah. have USB-C. And they just
1: left it in the dust for the iPhone for one more year.
0: Do we get a fast charger in the box, Dylan? Oh, in terms of what they ship it with, Yeah, I do would we still hope get that little so, tiny brick with the, with, the,
1: with, the, with the increased battery, wall, yeah. right? Uh, I'm curious. I I do not know, and it would have been great if they would have went to USB C because I, I know because then you know you could sort of interrupt my iPad charger. Yeah, your then, then charger. you have truly
0: universal. Well, uh, not truly. Nah, but, you can't you know, do it with your
1: computer. But yeah, you know, w- ideally. Well, the MacBooks charge over USB C. I have a feeling the reason why they don't do it is mm-hmm. because I don't know how much in advance they actually go and spec out like chassis and go to the like manufacturers and be like hey like we need to start you know getting ready to like make these chassis hey phone case makers like get ready here's the specs for this phone this is what it's going to need to support and that is the reason why they don't do it i feel like it's they're not a matter a, of like they couldn't do it physically it's more so like what is their well we're, we've already like sent this down the production yeah. line they're already creating stuff that are going to support a lightning port like we're going to have to just hold off on this. I'd be curious because to me, it doesn't make sense to continue to support it when all lightning. of
0: all their, yeah, lightning. Yeah. Because all their other devices are already going in this opposite and, 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 and so going back to my thing about if it's pro or not, if it has a lightning port, I don't think it makes it a pro device. Obviously it's a stupid nuance nitpicking, but like what would make a pro device for me? And I, I forget whose YouTube video it was, maybe it was, oh, was it John Redinger's? I probably pronounced her name wrong. Techno Buffalo. Maybe it was, I forget who it was. I watched a YouTube video. It was like, what makes an iPhone, a pro, an uh, an iPhone? An iPhone, a pro device. I would say a, at least 90 Hertz refresh or 120 Hertz. The iPads support up to 120 Hertz refresh, which gives you an insanely smooth experience. I would say at least 4,000 milliamp hour battery. I would say USB-C and yeah, Maybe a terabyte of storage. I think it would be great. Just
1: like having the interoperability of your device, like because if it, if it has USB-C, and Apple would uh, support accessories for like pro-oriented accessories that sure. could essentially hook up to it, because Lightning is proprietary. Correct. USB-C is open. You know. Well,
0: there aren't they? Isn't isn't USB-C? They're using Thunderbolt in there in Apple's machines. They're using Thunderbolt three, I think. I'm pretty sure that that's what the IO is in on the MacBook. So is it for just, every single port? Thunderbolt 3 MacBook. Pro. I don't know. That's let me so I'm bad. just I'm just googling this right now. Continue your thought. I'm going
1: to Yeah, Google it's this. just like if they were to have a USB-C port on the phone and allow interoperability with other accessories, I think that'd be more pro-oriented versus pigeonholing and forcing a proprietary port because yeah. you're just in, you know, you're forced upon whatever manufacturers are going to be supporting specifically lightning ports.
0: Right. But then you get into the weirdness of whether like what the, you know, what, I, I don't know the proper word for this, but so it is Thunderbolt three. I'm on the uh, Apple's website. There's apple.com slash Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt three, the most powerful and versatile port ever. Thunderbolt three offers a connection with the state of the art speed and versatility, delivering twice the bandwidth of Thunderbolt two uh, blah, blah blah, and with the integration of USB-C, so the the port, the shape, is like USB-C. It's reversible, and then the delivery inside is Thunderbolt 3. So, like, will there be a time where you can plug in your iPhone USB-C to your MacBook USB-C and use it as a display or siphon juice between either of them? You know, like 2020 iPhone, maybe your your iPad's fully charged and your MacBook's dead. Can you charge your MacBook yeah, I, with your iPad? Yeah, unfortunately from the battery perspective. I guess the batteries in the laptops are so, so much bigger. Yeah, they're bigger. Huge. Okay, I'm, I'm getting off on a
1: crazy Hypothetical. It,
0: it's a good thought, but we'll, you know. So so I, I, I think we will not see uh, USB-C this year in the iPhones, which unfortunately, is just, it's yeah. just a damn shame. Okay, Apple Watch, AirPods, and HomePod. After revamping the Apple Watch last year with a new design, they got, you know, edge-edge to display. This year's changes will be more muted, focusing on watch OS 6 and new case finishes. References to ceramic and titanium models have been found. So very, excuse me, very expensive, very nice. Um, Personally, not too much of an Apple Watch guy. My phone gives me enough anxiety as it is (laughs) with with notifications. Um, The device is great. I have one. I have... uh, I have like a couple of Apple Watches for running. It's excellent. Um, Doing like listening to music on a run with your AirPods and controlling everything on an LTE Apple Watch is sick. It is so futuristic. But um, I just, you know, I don't need the beeper on my wrist at this point in my life. I get enough, you know, notifications as it is. Um, So new Apple Watch with new finishes and watch OS6. They usually go, that's like usually one of the first things they do. I think they do TV watch mac and phone i think they usually save the phone for last okay apple's working on new airpods which we have now airpods i would say they're like 1.5 yeah johnny's mouthing me 1.5 it's not airpods 2.0 yeah that's they just like, wireless they, charging they, they, they and changed, they did like, something the... with like the talk time or like your hey siri where i don't know i didn't notice a difference in the slightest i bought them immediately when they came out but these new airpods uh will be more expensive than the 159 model New features will include water resistance and noise cancellation with a launched with the launch planned by next year. So maybe we'll see them this year. Apple introduced a new version of the entry-level AirPods in March with hands-free, yeah, that's what it is, hands-free Siri support and lo- longer battery life. Yeah. Don't use hands-free Siri and didn't uh-huh. notice longer battery yeah. life. But there's also a rumor... Whatever happened to that rumor of Apple's over-the-ear headphones? That was a rumor. I mean, obviously they bought Beats, so they have that stuff. But then there was also a rumor Apple was doing like AirPods 3.0, where they would change the shape of the bud and would like go More really inside. Yeah. yeah. So I think ah uh, I don't know if we'll see AirPods at this event. No, I I don't I, think I, so. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it's I, here. Just, I'm reading it, was it off. Last this last March. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't foresee it. Personally. I don't. I don't think so either um apple is working on a cheaper home pod for as early as next year the current 300 dollars model hasn't sold well surprise yeah new model is likely to have two tweeters down from the seven i'll say this from from okay just like and this is more of the developer
1: of me coming out rather yep. than the hardware of the home pod sure home pods it's a it's a okay device yep i think from a price point yep. it's hard to compete with what google's putting out with the apple i'm sorry and what amazon's putting out yep but for me, the only reason, like, I have both a Home Hub and an Echo at home. Home Hub is the screen. It's is a screen uh, device by Google. But the main thing for me is that, you know, Siri is not your top contender in terms of, you know, voice AI. No. But the fact that at least Amazon right now is allowing developers to go and implement skills, I yep. really think, like, Siri's only going to get you so far. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. And it might not even get you far enough. Whereas allowing developers in Apple is also so innovative in just developing the App Store, the ability for third-party developers to come and build apps. I would love to see. I don't think it's going to be coming anytime soon. But I would love to see if, if HomePod wants to become a legitimate contender, opening the floor to developers to allow third-party integrations to make it like you know because at the end of the day Siri is only going to get you so far but if we can start getting developers into the space to develop specific apps it's going to be just so much more you know robust than it currently is because I feel like
0: right now it's just a glorious speaker like it's just like Uh, I think I think that HomePod should be uh, they could maybe get away with like 250 but it should be like I don't, it wouldn't make sense for Apple to do $199, but maybe like $249 for the speaker. I just think $300 is a lot of money. I know it's a weird difference between $50, but $300 just seems like a lot for that thing. And wasn't it delayed? The HomePod was delayed. I think it was. Um, it just like, it was just expensive. I want to ask Dylan, do you know anyone that has a HomePod?
1: I'm not gonna lie. I, I have purchased one before, and then I returned it. Wow, honestly.
0: okay. So you returned it. And you're one that loves to spend money on gadgets. <laughs> I, I honestly, I just felt that, you know, for I have a bow
1: system at home that mm. i that I have, mm-hmm. and for what I was getting out of it in terms of because don't only when I go and buy it when I buy it, I don't compare it necessarily to like, a traditional, like, speaker system. Right, I like really have over I'm here. I'm really putting it in the category of an Echo and sure. a Home Hub because I sure. really want to also be able to, like, you know, whether it be hook it up to other uh, home-enabled accessories or just, like, other things that will, you know, allow my life to be easier by having this thing around. And I felt that it still was just, like, lacking in those types of capabilities. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's... Uh... I think it's great. Like the sound quality was fine. I think if you're just looking for a speaker to, like, if music is your main thing, mm-hmm. I do think that
0: there's other non Apple, Amazon, Google devices out there that are still great. Right. Doesn't have it. Doesn't have an AUX. You can't like yeah. auxiliary into it. Surprise. And I think you you need an iOS device to set it yeah. up also, which it, is kind of crazy.
1: I I just felt that it was you know it's not there yet i think and so and i too. think that apple
0: is slowly real, like is realizing it just 100% based th- on sales my 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 dart throw here is going to be cheaper and i think it's going to be bigger because this thing i got i was that was at one of the apple events i was at they wouldn't let you touch it it was on the desk and it literally just i i was stunned with how small it is it's just like it's like a it reminded me of like an unleavened bread, like just like a giant <laughs> dough mound. Like you ever go to Domino's Pizza and yeah, see, I know, it's like a pizza you know, dough. Like a pizza dough. Yes, there. yes. So I was just like, that is just such a weird. And then like the whole mesh thing. Yeah. It sounds pretty good for what it is. I had one in the studio at some point. It sounds pretty good for what it is. But my my take is make it cheaper, make it bigger um okay moving on ipad pros apparently are not getting their own event this year which is fine they just put up they just the ipad magic. pros are yeah. the best they've ever been i think i said this when i did my hands-on with the ipad pros and i think you probably agree with me dylan these ipad pros are the best they've ever been 100%. obviously like obviously right but like i remember there's a couple ipads like the only ipad really uh, that i can remember like I had the original iPad, and then I bought an iPad 2, and then after that, I was just like, "eh, eh." But this with the ProMotion display, USB-C, the chip—wow, that 12.9-inch device. device is insanity. I'm not gonna lie; I'm—I kind of regret buying the 12.9. Too apps. big. I wish I would have bought the
1: nine. 7. Why? Too big. I want it like just—just just in terms of because I use the device; I'm constantly building to it, and I like to test my apps on it. Sure. And I felt in terms of just. It's a lot of iPad to hold. <laughs> it's great. It's it it it's it's really great for content. Like if you want to watch a movie, if you want to, you know, I also have the 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 pro keypad that it it kind of makes it as if the it's folio? like folio. No, it's like a keypad. It's not like the portfolio Maybe It does it's like it keypad. does it like yes okay and yes. closes yeah yeah. So it's almost like when especially I'm looking forward to when iPad OS comes out. It's really I feel like we're really going to be able to use our iPads more. So like laptops but in terms of just holding it and typing on the touch screen oh it's, that's that's it's just tough. a huge pain yeah but there's also like no
0: bezels either which makes it it's a like, great
1: no it's a fantastic device yeah
0: it's a super quick device yeah it's incredible using like, that thing i tweeted about it recently i was just like it is magic like you want to see sick tech show that to like 10-year-old me, 15-year-old me, give that to a nine-year-old now. Well, they probably wouldn't even appreciate it. (laughs) It's so thin, and it's so fast, and just like, oh, man, it's great. I'll say one Um, thing to Apple. If Apple's listening,
1: put Xcode on the
0: iPad. Like an actual proper... Like, I want to be able
1: to, like, write code... Like with a Swift compiler, like all. But there's Swift on iPad, right? The, well, like there's a Swift Playgrounds app. You go oh, learning code. I'm talking about like, like I the wanna, actual Xcode instead I want of a using terminal. MacBook, I want some terminal, terminal, whether it be. Jailbreak
0: it. All right. Well, <laughs> not jailbreaking it. Okay, yeah. But I want fair. this all native. I don't want, like. No, I think no, no, that's iPads,
1: fair. they're getting to the point from a performance perspective where they can start to handle these types wow, of things. Wow, that would be nuts. I would love for Xcode for iPad. I would just love to be able to, you know, I don't have. It doesn't have to be my main code driver. Sure. I definitely think my Mac is always going to be
0: that. Sure. But, because of the hardware keyboard.
1: Well, hardware keyboard overall, I'm going to be like I can t- at this point like hook up an external GPU if I really need to like yeah, run 10 simulators in in you know p- in parallel, but for me I think it would be great if I just wanted to do some code editing but and like have some it, and it would be what would be amazing in my opinion <laughs> is not only could you write the code, but when you go and build, it oh, could build right to the device, and you yeah. could test it right there. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, this yeah. is just me. Yeah. Okay,
0: no, no, that's good. This is why we do this podcast. <laughs> so you can let out the lit ideas. Okay. So we'll see We'll see iPads apparently at this. It says, also coming in 2019, maybe they'll do a separate event in October. I don't know. Refresh version of the iPad Pro with upgraded cameras and faster chips, an entry-level iPad with a larger screen, newer versions of the iPad. Okay, so that's just the, okay. So they're going to put the dual camera system in the iPads, which great. The A13 chip. Great. And then obviously the new operating system. Great. Um, My youngest brother, Johnny, recently bought an iPad mini, right? The, that was like the first time they finally did a high uh, uh, resolution display in the iPad mini. And he loves it. Like it's, it's this weird, like, I want my iPhone to be smaller, but there are some times where you want a a bit like my, I have a, a, a Oh my (laughs) God, (laughs) the rolling, the rolling device. Um, like I have a 15 inch MacBook pro. I have my, you know, my main gear computer has two 24 inch monitors. I do want the iPhone to be smaller. Not as, not quite as like SE small, but it would be nice to have like a, you know, 4.7 or 5.0, 5.3. This thing is just too big, but like there's a, there's a nice area for like, you want iOS, you want to consume media. You want to browse Reddit, Um, on a device that's larger than something that is like, could be used with one hand. I think the iPad's like a, a pretty, I don't know, the iPad, I I just still, the iPad Pro is such a sick device. I don't even, I don't even own one. Um, okay. And, and the last thing, honestly, for me is what I'm most excited about. Mac, or no, MacBook Pro. Yes. Okay, so. If you're not a super Apple nerd, I'll just give you some kind of background. Apple's been doing MacBook Pro for uh probably like ten years now, maybe even longer. More than that. More than that I now. I think two
1: thousand seven or eight. Yeah, maybe? with
0: so they had a mama of a laptop I remember. back then. Yeah, this, I remember that. You had one?
1: I didn't I didn't have one. So my
0: first one was in two thousand ten. Your first MacBook Pro was 2010. Yes, and then
1: I, had a, I had a PowerBook G4. Oh, okay, that. so you had a PowerBook.
0: So so back in the day, Apple used to have a 17-inch MacBook Pro. Behemoth, flimsy hinge, like that thing got rinsed <laughs> pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Sliwa had one. I think my friend Matt had a 17-inch MacBook Pro. Um. Apple's apparently going to go to 16-inch. The 17-inch MacBook Pro is discontinued in 2012, so it's been a while since they've had a device uh, with a screen that's larger than 15 inches diagonally, although I'm looking at my MacBook now, and it's huge bezels, so they'll do an edge-to-edge sort of like 16-inch. We'll probably have a same sort of similar chassis size, but obviously way thinner, and who knows what they'll do with the keyboard. I hope that they just can
1: com- they scrap the butterfly. That butterfly. Keys. This is the, the keypad. The chiclet keyboard. The chiclet yeah. keys starting in what is it? Yeah, 2010. And they've used it all the way up to 2015 when yeah. they reintroduced the new line of MacBook I think Pros. It was 16, I think that was. Yeah. It's a phenomenal keyboard. I agree. And I purely like this podcast. I've, yeah. It's a phenomenal <laughs> podcast experience. It's a phenomenal keyboard experience. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've purchased so many. I purchased the 2012s, 13s, 14s, and 15s. And you no, get rid honestly, of all of them? No. And like, p- I purchased them purely from the keyboards. Like, I think they oh, do a oh, really I great saying. job. Yeah.
0: So the, you don't own the slim USB C MacBook? I did. I returned it. Wow. Why? Because of well, the keyboard? Well, at
1: the time, I was when in 2016 or 15, whatever the date It was 16, it be, I think, yeah. I was the first, I bought it. It fully be spec'd it out. Fully, 15 inch? <laughs> 15 inch, fully spec'd out. Over three grand. Way more. It was like 40 something. But <laughs> okay. Anyway, I bought <laughs> it. And I think the, the main reason why I returned it is because at the time the operating system was just
0: there was like so many issues with the and touch the, bar and also the overheating issues of that laptop it, right this, or the I, throttling my,
1: my computer would you know kind of you know black screen crash you know all the time i was not a fan okay then i had one uh when i was doing work but then i recently i was using a t- 2012 macbook pro for seven years and then that it unfortunately bit the dust and i bought a mini 2015 3.1 gigahertz dual core and then i bought the Mac mini you're saying no uh the macbook pro 2015 13 inch 13 inch okay and then on top of that i bought a 15 inch 2014 with the external nvidia graphics card the 750 what's this laptop this is a 15 inch 2014 MacBook so Pro. So that's
0: that's a 2014 MacBook Pro, and it runs like a charm. It has a four core. It look, has a four core
1: 2.8 gigahertz
0: i7. I have the 2.5 gigahertz i7, and I only have 16 gigs of RAM on here. Yeah. this is have, mid. Is it mid 2015? No, my, mine's mid 2014. So you have the battery recall on yours. That's a battery. You heard about that battery recall? I I don't
1: remember. There's I, the there, no. Why I very this
0: is... recently, there was a battery recall because now the, some of these MacBooks are banned on airplanes. You didn't hear about this?
1: I did not know it was. If this you type one. in your
0: serial number, yeah, it's I'll like figure. any MacBooks between 2014 and 15. Somehow mine isn't in there, but my uh, my because I bought it refurbished, so my serial number doesn't even come up on Apple's That's website. Um, but yeah, I'm still my my laptop, my MacBook Pro. That I used to take everywhere with me until now I can't take it with me because it's banned on airplanes. <laughs> um not every airline, but um yeah, like we're using a pretty considerable old laptop. Yes, and it's still a fantastic it's so great. device. It's so great.
1: But what I'm like, especially piggybacking off of the uh the new Mac Pro, I would hope that they really emphasize the pro features as it relates to the hardware in this new MacBook Pro. I'm looking for like
0: yeah, they, what is, what it, is a it, what is a 2019 MacBook Pro 16-inch, like, the best look all like? Right. my in my mind, 8-core processor, minimum.
1: Like, either, what, so either it, a, Intel? from a 6-core, I believe it would be an Intel, it would be like a... Like the
0: i9 laptop?
1: Exactly. Yep, okay. So, either a 6-core or an 8-core, depending on what how you want to spec it out. Sure. I definitely think that they should have a high refresh rate display. Oh, that would be insane to have that on 144. On a Would be wow, like
0: shooting three pointers over here. Okay, no, this is you know this is my wish list. Okay,
1: um, you know, high RAM configuration. I think like it should start in at sixteen and go
0: all the way up to sixty four. Um, only sixty four, because they're doing one and a half terabytes in the Mac Pro. That's a it's a whole different. Okay, Think about about the
1: form factor of the laptop versus that Uh, cheese grater. It's (laughs) like (laughs) fair. Um. And, wow, yeah, yeah I think, like, read-write speed. I think you have to have, like, a super quick NVMe drive in that. M.2 in the laptop. Yes. Like, su- huh. like Or they could have, like, somewhat of, like, a Fusion where mm. the, the operating system is on the M.2, but you could get some massive solid-state, mm. something like that. I don't know if you remember the Fusion drives that were yeah. something of that nature that's Apple S. They're going to – they'll coin some term from it. But, like, that type of configuration. Sure. Um, updated keyboard. Okay. Um. You know, still, like... Touch some bar or love no? the, Some people love the touch bar. I think the touch bar is very gimmicky. Same. I think, like, you know, when they were in the room and they thought about it, it was a really great idea. Because the fact is that, like, the majority of users aren't F key users. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I really do like being able to swap between Windows super quickly with the F keys and other just, like... Brightness and other things that I've been just like so used to yeah, having same. these types of computers. I think it's for so crazy long.
0: that now also like to change brightness is like a two or three step process on oh the God, touch yeah. bar. Like to just to have a hardware uh, volume on hardware brightness on the escape key. Like it's uh, I personally I, use those I all love the time.
1: It gave opportunities to Mac developers and to like if you're Adobe, right, and you want to have a specific like touch bar experience for your app. I think I'm all for that. Okay, fine. I think it's really great. However, I think there's a lack of practicality to it sometimes. Right. And for the majority of users, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I just think that, you know,
0: having the physical buttons just does the job better. I I agree. I agree completely. You You speak my language. Yes. And people that have known me on the internet for a while know how much I like my hardware keyboards on all of my devices.
1: question have they mentioned a face id opener for the mac
0: you know i who, I was literally just talking about that i think when i was on vacation to israel with uh we were like all sitting around everyone was like sam what's the new iphone and we were talking like does face id exist on the mac no and right? it should it i should I a also, thousand percent have touch a, id exists on the mac i just purchased a Razer blade 15 mm-hmm.
1: i told her dylan gaming. loves his gadgets and that thing has a crazy good face recognition
0: opener. my My surface, my like, my Microsoft surface. I forget the exact name of it. Geez, I'm blanking. Uh, it has like the detachable keyboard that has facial recognition. Windows, hello. You swipe yes. up and it reads. It has like a pretty cool animation. Does, your, does the Razer do that or does it have proprietary like, no, you no, know, no, kind I, of I lock think, screen? I think it's
1: a part of Windows for sure. And it just uses the front facing camera. It has and, and, this like
0: cool, like s- like Cyclops blinking y- yes, thing yes, that yes. looks it around. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes, That's yes. <laughs> that it's exactly, so cool, yeah. yeah. It's a great. Um, I would hope that, eventually yeah. maybe maybe this 16 inch macbook pro will be the first this is just crazy now we're just going crazy here will be the first uh, macbook to have uh, face id i think it was great when they implemented the touch the touch uh, ID. Id on
1: the touch bar because it's just that ux when you're going in like let's say ordering seamless or what you're buying yeah, something boom, online right there. boom apple pay connected so you're easy. in yep, but i agree you know hopefully you know apple as we had mentioned earlier is a little slow to the to the ball sometimes, so we'll see if they yeah. can get their stuff together. And uh,
0: but so so I think wrapping this 16-inch MacBook conversation, immediate purchase from you. I think I will. Okay. I For me, it's more so like I really need a device. The that there will be a video on the channel. Don't worry, using <laughs> laptop. Um, but w- like the the compelling aspects of it are just like it's new, it's fast, it's, new, it's thin, fast. Yeah, yeah, all, of those all that stuff. For me, it's just like I need a, I need a
1: computer, especially just compilation times can be like when you're slow. when you're like when you're compiling yeah. a a million line code base like you're gonna wait. how long
0: are you waiting 15
1: 20 minutes so what really was just like from just iOS development in general mm-hmm. every single time like for instance I was doing work for a client and we just we want to do something simple I wanted to recolor a specific view and then I wanted to test it so but in order for me to view that I have to go and recompile the app and there's you know Apple's smart enough to only Force me to recompile all that i've changed if you will so i'm mm-hmm. not recompiling the whole thing every single time but still that's like 15 20 seconds every single time i hit command r to just see the thing oh and yeah. imagine doing that throughout the day yeah right and you're doing that forever it's like so you expect this to be instant I, I, <laughs> not instant but it, two or three seconds i very much value faster compilation times as it makes my life more productive and when i can I'm i can
0: say similar in a way that if i'm like my macbook pro sadly really can't handle 4k video like i would have to like downscale it in the preview or convert all the clips but on my main gear i can import everything in 4k the timelines 4k i can like see everything at full resolution never stutters and then like exporting video on the macbook is usually 20 minutes on the main gear it's three minutes yeah you know uh, like obviously it's way way way
1: more powerful on i'm the very interested gear. to see what the chipsets are going to be like yeah. what the actual hardware is going to look like if it's going to be able to kind of handle those types of things and then if it is i'm like so game to to pull the trigger
0: so we'll know we'll literally be talking in one week <laughs> yeah. while we're recapping you will see the email confirmation just in a week or uh, <laughs> just to uh clarify the ipad so it, uh, it says here on this in this article, the 11-inch and 12.9-inch iPad Pros will get similar upgrades to the iPhones, gaining upgraded cameras and faster processors. Otherwise, the iPads will look like the current versions. The low-end iPad screen will be 10.2 inches, interestingly. That means that Apple will no longer sell a new model with the 9.7-inch display. So that was the original iPad display was 9.7 inches. And then when they did the iPad Mini, I remember, I think it was Phil Schiller was like, you just swap the numbers, 7.9 inch, and then the iPad mini was 7.9. And then when they came out with the Pro, they went huge. So now Apple will not sell, after these iPads come out, they will not sell an iPad with the original display size. But, I mean, that's just kind of not even that important. Do they? They, they, <laughs> they, they, they just called it out here. Yeah. Um, that, that'd be like me saying, yeah, Apple doesn't sell a 3.5-inch iPhone anymore. Well, yeah, does Sam. It hasn't <laughs> been that since the iPhone 4S. Um, Great phone. Oh, man, throwback to the the days where you can you didn't need your pinky to hold up the phone. You can hold your phone with one hand. I still, there was rumors of an SE2 for a while, but I still jones for my hardware keyboards and my small devices. Yeah. Um, and then also we'll see the release of all the new OSs next week. Yeah. Um, I the, I mean, the, all of them were announced in June at WWDC, but iOS 13, they are Finally, and yes, I said it like an idiot because it took them 13 years to change the volume modal. Instead of taking up your entire display when you're changing volume, it's like a little sliver on the side. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna do dark mode. Um, the new Find app, Find My, they're changing. They're they're combining Find Friends and Find My iPhone into Find My, and you'll have all of your devices in there. And then there's two more things I want to talk about before we wrap up. Um, Apple has been rumored to – and this is – I'm changing sources now. This is coming from Guilherme Rambo, who is a Brazilian iOS hacker developer who in the last, like, two years really came into the spotlight because he found the glyph of the iPhone X, and that's how I started following him. Steve Trouton-Smith was always tweeting at him. He's a great follow on Twitter. Both of them are, frankly. Um, But Guilherme wrote this post for 9to5Mac, Back in April, Apple revamping Find My Friends and Find My iPhone in unified app, developing Tile-like personal item tracking. So two things. Well, this are we saw this in iOS 13, the new Find Find My uh, app, and then which I'm not sure if that's native to iOS 13 or you download it from the App Store, but it's like a you know native app um, or like a, a first-party app rather, um, and then a so Tile. Are those little plastic like Bluetooth beacons? Basically, you put it on your keys, you put it in your wallet, and you can make the thing beep. It's like a, a tracking thing. You know what these Tile things yeah. are, right? So Apple is it has been rumored to be doing an Apple what they're calling it. Um, where is the name of it? Apple uh, crap. Um, I can't find the name of it, but apparently we're gonna see a new. I wouldn't call it a device more, more of like an accessory, but a new accessory from Apple. They're going to be round. I think they're going to be like the size of like a probably larger than a quarter. I would say maybe like the, you, the, you know, the dollar coin that we have um, with a, just an Apple logo and then you put them wherever you want and they're all tracked right inside your iPhone. I think that's a super, super smart play from Apple, frankly. Yeah. Thoughts on that at all? I think, Do like, you care for it at all. Will I it change Apple's bottom
1: line? <laughs> like, for me, I think less so about the tiles and more so about the new implementations of Find My iPhone, how you're going to be able to track these devices offline, mm-hmm. I think is
0: going to be ex- extremely important. Okay. Um, Apple, uh, Find My Tile Like Tracking Device. Where is the name? The co name here is B389. Um, it could be in the new items tab. There's a picture right here, 9 to 5 Mac Apple. The article is called Apple's tile-like tracking device, likely to have removable battery, AR features, work with items tab, and find my app, Uh, which is pretty interesting. Um, I I read somewhere the name of whatever – I mean, again, we'll find out uh, next week. But that'd be a nice little extra kind of thing from Apple. Like, I don't know. It really excited me when they put out the AirPods, and they frankly – I love my AirPods. I do not go anywhere without them. They changed my music listening experience on the go forever. Um, and it's just like Apple's usually known for its like the Macs, the iPads, the iPhones. And now they have like, oh, cool. Apple makes like really good wireless headphones. Oh, yeah. cool. Apple makes this like this little tracking device thing. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah.
1: So. I think what we forget a lot of the times too is that Apple was very innovative in the online music space. So it's, and yeah. it, it, it was kind of crazy. For them to like only not like it took them a while to really buy like like iPad iTunes no sorry iPod iTunes so it kind of you know it doesn't surprise me that they're really investing and then they bought Beats and whatnot into their sort of i iP- AirPods are so popular it's a really great music listening device so this the uh, UX of it is some of the best user experience well Apple
0: Music no app like sorry. IP- AirPods with iPod. oh AirPods yeah, yeah yeah just that little screen it's and just like yeah. so easy to.
1: To configure, yeah.
0: Uh, not to bring it up, but uh, rip Air Power. Just pour one out for Air Power. I held <laughs> out, held out for so long. I actually got to see. Pretty sure that was at that same event, whatever it was, back in twenty sixteen, seventeen, whenever it was. I'm losing track of time. Um, and then I guess Dylan to round this episode off. Um, like we'll be back next week with idea, with ideas, with thoughts uh, and feelings of the event afterwards. But. Um, since i feel like for the last three or four years now especially at wwdc the emphasis on ar yeah so there are huge uh, vr players notably valve has the index htc has the vive place in PlayStation, ha- playstation has the vr and then obviously facebook bought oculus um which the the oculus quest is fantastic um you've probably seen my video on it uh like the Standalone, like the headset with the controllers, wireless, great experience. I have a Magic Leap. I bought it for $2,300. I don't really use it. Why? It's tethered. It kills the experience when you have a wire hanging down your it's like back. Like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically like Neo in the Matrix. So, what I think, and I think that I'm not the only person that thinks this, is the 2020 iPhone. And I would say that maybe not even the 10s. I would say the 2019 and on iPhones, or maybe it's just be the, the locket to the 2020 iPhones, but the phone will be the brains, will be the power, will be the computer that will wirelessly, seamlessly connect to just the display. It will not, I don't think it's going to have Like, I don't think it's going to be super heavy. We're talking about Apple's AR headset, which has been rumored for quite some time. Um, And I think that's the reason why Apple's emphasizing AR so much is because in 2020, iPhone, whatever, new iPhone Pro 12 with USB-C, it will be the the thing that powers the AR headset. Yeah, I think that... Another reason why they'd probably want to wait is they
1: want to get better 5G integration as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Also, we didn't mention this. Uh, This iPhone 11, the 2019 iPhone, will not have 5G connectivity. We had to wait until – I forget. I think it was the 5 was the first iPhone with LTE. And fun fact, the original iPhone launched with Edge, or as some people say, 2G. Then 3G, 3GS, 4, and 4S – LTE was out when those devices yeah. were out already, but it took them for the iPhone 5, new body. Obviously, that makes sense. They save, like and you were, you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Apple likes to save the big kind of chassis changes for you know something super substantial, which is, it's kind of surprising that they're going pro for something that looks similar to this, but I guess that really lends them to do the 2020 iPhone, full reset, new chassis, 5G, AR, like full, yeah, yeah, so I
1: I definitely think that you know as we mentioned before, Apple's a little late to the game as it relates to purposefully ampli- purposefully late to the game to kind of test the waters, see how these other companies like HEC and Facebook are gonna do. Mm-hmm. I think also, but those
0: are those are VR, not AR. But which at is the sa- but at the same time, as yeah. I, I
1: definitely think like to some degree they have been really you know pushing AR kit at WWDC. Yeah. Oh yeah. They've had amazing AR demos. demos. Yeah. yeah. The Lego demo was crazy. Yeah. If you guys remember that? You know, I think once 5g becomes more realistic because not only is it is the phone capable but like the networks have to also be able to support it in larger areas which Mm -hmm. is currently not the case
0: they need to build out all those infrastructure. yeah um marquez exactly He made that video marquez has a fantastic video also shouts to marquez on this podcast um he had shouted out one of my videos, so I will gladly return the favor and say uh, you should, I mean, you should watch all of Marquez's videos, but he made a video explaining 5G. He went to a specific city and Rhode tested Island, out right? 5G. Providence, I right? think it was, yeah, Rhode Island. And dude, one and a half gigabits per second. Like that is just, that is that is the future we deserve, my yeah, friend. Yeah, that's <laughs> a fact. That's like what I get in my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not so subtle flex. Okay, so... I think we'll end it here. I think we've we've gone I think a full hour at least. Um, what is the word of the podcast? Bubblegum. Bubblegum. Please tweet us out, bubblegum. If you listened all the way to the end of the podcast. Um, again, I, I I really am. I do feel bad. I'm sorry that it took us so long to get back on the podcast train. And I, I really appreciate. I sincerely am thankful for the people that are still. And I send Dylan randomly. Like someone tweeted us again. There are people that are still tweeting at us eight, nine months later, where's the podcast? Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, here's the podcast. Yep. Um, so this is it for this episode. Um, we will be back next week after the Apple event. And I will be live streaming the Apple event on Twitch like I always do. Um, and now me and Dylan also, I guess I haven't really announced this anywhere, but we share the new studio, which is dope. So me and Dylan are roommates, studio mates, sweet mates, uh, friends, PUBG champion, PUBG winners. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so me and Dylan share um, the studio that I got from Casey. So um, expect you know more content, regularly scheduled podcasts. And uh, if there's a guest you want to see come on the show, we had Alexis Ohanian on the show. We had Marquez on the show. We had uh Wallace from main gear on the show we had Darone, my brother who's standing here maybe we could do a, a Sheffer uh a, 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 cast. a maybe whole I could moderate cast moderate it. <laughs> I think we have all four Sheffers on the Sheffer brothers on the podcast and Dylan moderates that would be so lit <laughs> um but yeah uh tweet us bubblegum and if you like what you listen to um everyone says this but the ratings do help it gets you surfaced in iTunes uh tell us what you like what you didn't like And we'll be back next week. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you.